Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, uh, happy Super Bowl week. Um, I'd like your... Like your general take, where where are you on the excitement scale from I'm more interested in Live Las Vegas or I'm not gonna be able to sleep Sunday morning because I'm so excited about the game? Like what where 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 what's your, your excitement level for this Super Bowl? I'm just curious. I don't it feels like a medium. Like it's okay. you know, it like what what are you selling me here? It's a Super Bowl, so you don't have to sell me anything. Like it's it's the last game. It's the biggest game. It's got the pomp, the circumstance, the trials, the tribulation, the commercials, the halftime show, the you know trillion prop bet menu. Like you don't have to. My, my I'm making. I'm gonna make nachos like no one's ever seen before. Oh, that sounds good. It's, it's gonna be some. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm going to buy I'm going to buy pork butts to smoke to make these pork nachos. Mm. for uh for the week uh for the weekend mm. so like but i'm already you know i'm already at high but it's it's another one that it's like we've had the chiefs here you know what four times now yeah it's been you know we've we've seen the niners make this run with the you know obviously the the run with garoppolo is different we should have probably got the Niners last year. No disrespect to that Eagles team. That was a good team. But, like, if they had a starting quarterback, that game is probably given, you know, leaning a little bit heavier towards the Niners advancing. So this is probably what we should, you know, we should have, should have, would have, could have seen. So it's like a medium as far as, like, matchup. Although, you know, like, if you rank Andy Reid as your best coach just based on body of work, it's a – you know, it, it's tough to rank number two as far as the ones who are left in the league. I think yeah. it's a. I think there's like four guys that have a legit shot, but Shanny's right there. And despite what he's done in the playoffs over the course of his career, as far as turtling and making some piss poor decisions, his body of work, his you know resume as a offensive mind as a, a molder of teams like yeah he's right there too so i guess that's the big thing that's like a it's maybe the two best coaches probably the best offense versus the best defense not probably i mean the, the niners are number one in epa and like everything offensively so you got a really good matchup there but again it's i don't know what 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 super bowl matchup would have excited me a lot more it's some some crazy team coming out of the NFC, like the Packers or the Rams, something like that would have been would have been pretty wild, I guess. Oh, you are frozen hard, Drew. You're like you're would moving you, in. Did you say uh, Shani has uh, uh... Yeah, no, I mean your your audio and video are fucked. You're not coming through right now. Moving in slow motion. Yeah, Taylor Swift versus Eminem. Well, I think a lot of people would have liked to see the Lions, too. That was another one, too, where they had it. They had that game probably at, at times. That is maybe that that's the maybe that's the storyline that's getting the least amount. I've seen people write about it. I've seen people mention this, but like the fact that 
the Niners have been front runners and the Niners are team, you know, a team that can't come back against a good team. And, you know, certainly let's not put Baltimore, a team that, you know, got out ahead of them and held that in the same category as like the Lions and Packers. But the fact that, you know, they, they put it together in the second half of two straight games and became this, they are, they are like the, the chiefs we've seen in the last few years where, you know, the chiefs that went up against that Texans team that got down big, the team that went up against, you know, that, that chiefs team did it multiple times and multiple playoff times. I feel like, yeah, sorry. Sorry that NBC didn't pay for the good Wi-Fi for Drew. I don't remember where he's at. Um, Mandalay Bay, I think. He'll be back, I'm sure. This is sound like my wife every time I go out. He'll be back. Um, yeah, Drew didn't free us at the worst time. He could have froze. Yeah, and if you're listening in podcast form, Drew's having a little bit of tech issues, so I'll carry it. And, yes, the chat is carrying me to where there was only one set of footprints. That's where the chat carried me. You guys have been great. Yeah, that's something I have been thinking about a lot is the the 40. <laughs> Mandalay Bay does have. Are you are you at Mandalay? I couldn't. Yeah, man, I'm getting absolutely cock-blocked on the uh, hotel Wi-Fi right now. Sorry, man. Uh, no idea. You hotspot. Your, your mic is coming in funny now, too. I think you're on a different mic. <clears throat> Let's talk about those nachos. Um, no, and I, I don't know how much you heard, too, but... Everything is so Sorry. damn far from everything, Adam. Oh, you look a lot better now. You're a lot clearer. <laughs> uh, well, now I'm in the StreamYard app. For whatever reason, when I click the link, it opened in stupid Safari instead of freaking the StreamYard app. I don't oh, know yeah, you don't want Sorry, that. Man. Even so, even anyway. when I do it on my phone, I have to open in Chrome. Otherwise, I heard, Safari yeah, really messed It's awful. It. I heard 99% of what you were saying until I uh, de-appeared. Uh, I got to ask you, though. Does, uh, does Kyle Shanahan have the most at stake, win or lose? Dude, have you seen him? Just like pictures or like video of him? Yeah, it looks like it is weighing on him. Like he knows that these. I mean, Matt Matt Campbell. She's talking about a guy who almost had an NFL job. Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that after their loss, he's like, you know, you never know. Um, we could never be back. I mean, G String George was in the chat. That was a that was a quote from uh, Marino later in his career when yeah. he got there as. Uh, was it a rookie or his second year? It was really early in Marino's career. They got there, and he just assumed, like, oh, this is a thing we're going to do. We're a good team. I'm a good quarterback, and never, ever made it back. So you, you have to know, and Shani's smart enough to know, like, I don't know how many more of these teams I can put together and get get this kind of production because you need to put the team together. You need to have the quarterback work out, and you need to stay healthy because we've seen some pretty good Niners teams not look healthy, you know, Yeah, and, and just completely piss away a season. I think, yeah, I think he is, this is great. John Charles says Shani's aging like a president. Yes. It does seem to be like weighing on him a little. He need like, yeah, he I, had, I'm, yeah, Bi- yeah. Biden seemed more cognitive, cognitive, uh, cognitively with it than uh, Shani did at media night on Monday yeah. for whatever reason. Um, well, let me uh, kind of ask you. He was pretty questions. fucked up in that one. But um, so, like, Super Bowl week is always weird when you're doing content because inevitably you just need something to talk about, and so you end up saying the same thing over and over and over again. And if you say it to enough people and you say it enough times, you start to make a very compelling case for whatever it is you're saying, right? Like, you just kind of, by definition, get better at it rep-wise. 
And so then all of a sudden you're like saying it to some random person, like, wow, you really fucking love the you love the Niners this week. Like, wow. No. I'm like, well, I mean, no, I think Ferris three and it's two, so this is a small edge. I think they have like a sixty percent chance to win. My line is like fifty seven, so sixty and fifty seven is only three percent. We're not talking about game changing, life changing shit here. Um and I uh I so I kind of have gotten here just based on a couple of matchup things, a couple of facts. We'll cover those I think in detail. Um, but, uh, the, um, the NBC group that's here is relatively well connected to Shanahan, right? If you know some famous stories, there's some NBC employees who may or may not have Kyle Shanahan's initials tattooed on them, um, because they were, you know, absolute, uh, you know, besties in college. And, um, I will just tell you that, uh, through the grapevine, the vibes around the Shanahan camp are not great right now like the pressure is like really kind of a problem full uh, bridezilla like he's having full. a meltdown he's been planning this wedding for <laughs> yes. many many years and yeah. he's having a meltdown as as the flowers are not in time oh, and the caterer is calling the plates oh difference. god it's not like changing my opinion of the anything really but boy is it shaking my confidence um if because like I honestly, I don't understand why. I mean, I get it. Like, I, I, I understand why anyone would be stressed about this. Like, I get that. Yeah. But, like, the answers are all there, man. Like, you don't have to come up with clever shit to beat the Chiefs on the ground. And you want to beat people on the ground anyway. Like, this is pretty much hand in glove. Just go be yourself. Do your thing. Don't freak out about this. I, would, I wonder if that, I mean, that is a little bit of a, oversimplification though i mean you're right like your scheme should work but at the same time even during regular season games you know you're, you're seeing them put in fresh stuff and that you know let's say you put in a, a new sub package for the offense and that's a play that's going to get run two or three times you know yeah. maybe, maybe you run you use it a few times here or there if it works great if it doesn't it doesn't but like as you're sitting here with two full weeks and the whole world watching you and you're thinking about like little changes you're making or little tweaks you're making like if one of those little tweaks you make ends up being uh, just a terrible play it it turns into like oh shit they read this and it turned into an easy turnover god you know like a pick six or something horrible because it just it was too easy for the defense to you know read what was going on like that's i think that sort of stuff would eat at you you know because in the in the regular season it is like oh that's bad like we lost the game uh we had a really bad series because of the, some of the decisions i made in the game planning but if it happens here it's like people are talking about it on like nfl network 10 years from now you know, it turns into the, why didn't we run Marshawn Lynch at the one? It turns into the, you know, why didn't the, why didn't the Falcons just run a couple of plays that worked on offense? Yeah, you're right. at the 20, you're at the 25 with like a nine. There's been some back. secrets coming out about that, that I'll tell you about off the air that I was kind of surprised by. Uh, but uh, that's not really for public. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even. We're talking about the same guy. Jesus, I, I, I kind of forgot the connection there. So, yeah, and, so and, the, and that uh, sort of thing, that sort of thing has to weigh at him too, because this was a team that had a killer defense mm -hmm. and was up again. I mean, it was, it's the same, it's role reversal. It was like the best offense versus the best defense. Yeah. And late in that game versus the Chief four or five years ago, the, the better offense got it done late. So, I mean, he has multiple, like, hey, we should have had this. I should have had this. I blame myself. 
again, again, it goes back to the how many more times, how many more chances, how many bites at the apple. This could be it. This could be my last chance ever. Like that would, I wouldn't sleep well at all. I didn't sleep okay. good before. Like, I guess I don't really yeah. work about much, but like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the most stressful. Well, it's like, like, uh, there's people that just aren't good in this moment, right? Like, you saw Ans Jabor get to the Wimbledon final last year by being like elevating her game to a level that we had not previously seen to beat the likes of Rabakina from behind, Sabalenka from behind. She gets to the final against Von Drusova, who was nothing to write home about on grass. She's the favorite. And I feel like because she was the favorite, the pressure just absolutely cr- crushed her. Right. And it does have, there's definitely whiffs of this because honestly, like, again, like, I don't understand. Like, you don't, oh, don't overthink it, man. Like, you got this thing in spades. And I, you know, cut the other kind of weird nugget or, um, uh, or piece of information. You might say, well, I mean, if Shanahan's freaking out, is that like, is that a warning sign that he just like has a lost, lost confidence in Brock Purdy? No, that's not it really at all. Apparently, he's very confident in Brock Purdy mm-hmm. going out there and playing well and being cool. So, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't know what it is about Spagnola, but, uh, it feels like Shanahan has kind of holding Spagnola up as the boogeyman a little bit in terms of his, well, that, it's a thing. It's, it's a team that blitzes. Spag loves his blitzes. He can, you know, do some things with it. And it's a team that's been good against the blitz. Sure. So like you, you have, I mean, it's still, it's still right. a crazy good defense and you have a very kind of, I mean, he's been talked about plenty now that we're in the playoffs and maybe the second half of the season. But like at the beginning of the year, we weren't talking about Legereus Sneed in the same, like, you know, I didn't have him as like all pro CB one, but now yes. Yeah, sure. Like the fact that they, a team, and this is something we mentioned when Diggs went down. This is something we mentioned when Lattimore went down, like the, the process of how you put together coverage packages changes so much when you lose a CB one. I, it works in reverse, right? I mean, yeah. when you're you didn't add him, he's always been on the team. But when he becomes like, oh shit, this is a guy who we can shut someone down with. This is a guy we can move around the field. This is a guy we can put on the number one and and really start game planning after that. Like, it definitely changes what Spagnuolo is able to do with this defense. And I mean, the fact that you got Trent McDuffie too, and I mean, you got some good coverage pieces here. It's a uh, it, that that matchup's unique, and I read something good the other day. I had to go find it because it was. I've read probably. I haven't taken in any podcasts really. Okay. I, I've been busy. I've been doing some other stuff. I haven't been out in the shop. I haven't been out. It hasn't snowed. I love it when it snows. I can go listen to three podcasts while I go clear the driveway. Uh, but I've been reading a lot and a lot of good content. I'll try to give shout outs to the people who wrote these things as I go. But a good one. And it was kind of left it open ended, but uh, Jeff Fogel, who writes some stuff, some of it's paywalled, but he has free stuff all the time on on Twitter. He dug in a little on that the uh, you know the the big matchup. Can the Niners just run roughshod this defense? You know the 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 narrative is the defense for the Chiefs is not good against the run, and yeah, kinda, particularly against the zone run. Yeah, and he picked into that like you know yards per carry, DVOA, bottom ten, bottom five, right there. But third down conversions and red zone TDs against the run, top 10. Like, it, it is a weird – you don't look at that bend but don't break inside of something like that. You know, it, it, it's turned into where this is such a good defense in general, a defense who just doesn't give up, you know, 
24, 28 points very often all that at all. Or I guess nobody stops everything. I mean, the fact that they're, you know, top five as far as points allowed, maybe it's one of those where, you know, hey, we do allow the run. You are able to run it against us, but we're still not going to give up huge uh, explosive plays. We're not going to give up big third down conversions against the run. We're going to, you know, exchange that. You know, you see that all the time where it's like, oh, they're giving them the underneath stuff, or they're, you know, they're they're gonna let they're gonna let them try to beat. You know, we're gonna let Lamar try to throw against Legarius <laughs> Sneed. We're gonna take this away instead. Obviously, the the game plan for Baltimore changed that, but it made me think a little. And at the end, I was agreeing with Jeff, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, like, man, th- this kind of checks out where it is like a conscious decision that you can't stop everything on every play. You can't be ready for every outcome. Yeah. Maybe you're just willing to let teams be above average because everything you're looking at with DVOA with EPA per play, it's a relative number. You know, you're, you're looking at it relative to the rest of the teams in the league for the most part and being bad against the run I guess I'd way better be bad against the run than, you know, giving up gobs in the passing game. And then, you know, I switched that around in my brain a little and I got to the end of it and like, yeah, but it's still McCaffrey. Like it's still McCaffrey and, and this scheme, like, even if it is, you know, Hey, this is a team that maybe it's a little bit you know misleading that they're horrible against the run. This is a bad matchup for that to be tested where, you know, that that thesis might be right and we just might not see it out there in the field anyway. I agree with that. And I mean, that's how I got to Niners, honestly. Yeah. What What is the somebody saying? I might be enjoying warmer weather than you. How warm is it? It looks looks like it's kind of been shitty out there. Yeah, we were like 50. It finally was. Uh, there's snow on all the mountains around here. It looks pretty cool. Uh, but it's like, 50, get, yeah, it's like 50 degrees and it's going to rain again, I think. And it rained all day Monday, all day Tuesday. They squeezed in some golf stuff yesterday, but or today, but uh, that was. Uh, that yeah, was the yeah. we were, we were right, around, right around 50 today. Okay. Yeah, humble break with the driveway size. I wish it were a little smaller. <laughs> um, uh, so what uh, so I guess here's where I'm at, which is that okay. um, it's fine if you are weak against the run and you're conceding five, six yards. And, uh, you know, the tackling for the secondary for the Chiefs is outstanding. And yeah. so it's not like there's – I'm not expecting explosive runs and just, like, get, like, jailbreaks and stuff like that, right? But if you're setting up Purdy with second and two, third and two, third and one type of stuff, and they can lean into the kind of exotic Shanahan um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, play-action stuff, that should this should be not – tough for them to have success offensively in this game with who's healthy and how they're how they stack up from an advantage standpoint so yeah like i'm not like the other thing about like when you have two outstanding cover corners like the chiefs do and really just need is 1a and i put mcduffie one 1b i guess um like that if you're up against the likes of the dolphins and you're going up against two a bone you know two guys who are high target share wide receiver one wide receiver two like Best of luck to them. Like you're, you're, you, you are yeah. matching up perfectly. That's not really what exists, even though there are two known entities for wide receiver for the uh, uh, Niners and Ayuk and and Samuel. Like, they, well, like there's so think, many ways they could. Hurt well, you. I think it comes down to your wide receiver three because yeah, it's close. Tight end and yeah. It, no, I mean it's close, but essentially you're you're, 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 tar- you're target share. 
number three guy, like you just, it's McCaffrey. Yeah, it's McCaffrey. Like the fact that he is basically your wide receiver three, your third option as far as target share, as far as usage goes. So it is quite a bit different. I don't, so, I mean, just Zach Morris timeout. I don't have a strong side here. I'm right. I'm right above two. I'm 2.1 ish right now. So uh, I will say I, this is something I went back and forth with in my head. I think it was Sean green, the SGPN guys, like he was getting in online arguments with somebody saying like, how can you have a podcast around the NFL and not make a pick for the Super Bowl?" Like I kind of went back and forth on that. I'm like, is it responsible? I'm like, fuck it. Sometimes you gotta have fun. So like, I'm gonna bet aside. I will. I will bet aside. I'm, I feel much more strongly about the under than anything here. Okay. But uh, I don't have a side. So for the purposes of this podcast, I am going to bet the Kansas City Chiefs money line and plus two, just to just to bounce <laughs> it off you. To, to, well, just, no. I mean, just to play devil's advocate against your your okay. arguments for the 49ers. Okay. So I think that works a little better. Okay. And so, I mean, really, uh, my, yeah, go ahead. I, I was about to make a point for you. I was going to say, ahead. like, earlier in the season. Uh, so, this is this is what troubles me, though. Earlier in the season, there's good explanations for the Niners' losses. Sure. Hey, Trent Williams and Debo were missing. Hey, you know, like, uh, we were missing players, plus Purdy got concussed against the Vikings. Uh, we were playing. I mean, the Browns' defense—that was one where they were they were missing multiple players. Like, those are easy explanations for those losses. Obviously, the end of the year, well, they didn't play players versus the Rams. That game doesn't sure. count. I do struggle a little with what we saw out of the gates against the Packers and Lions, and I want you to kind of—I don't know, come to—I don't know—explain it away. Like, yep. what, what? What is what? What is going to change this week? Because those are – the Packers' defense was improving. It still wasn't good. The Lions' defense was downright bad. Yeah. I mean, those were much easier defenses to play against. And okay. we saw uh, a, not a terrible first half, but not good, and an absolute horrible first half against Detroit. Sure. And now you're going up against one of the best defenses in the league with two weeks to prep for you. Yeah. So I mean, kind of, kind of explain why why we're going to get a better first half from the 49ers this week. Yes. Yeah, so um, the first half against the Packers offense for the Niners was aborted because Brock Purdy couldn't handle the conditions with his small hands, weak arm. It was too wet. It was gross. Yeah. Uh, and he was awful uh, in that game. Maybe he was a little choky in that game. Would, I, you know, there's lots of it was. I would hang first half against Packers entirely around Purdy's neck. Um, first half against Lions, I hang around Shanahan's neck because coming into that game, it was very clear that the Lions' one strength on defense was their run defense. The Lions' run defense is very good. <laughs> and they really tested it hard, and they found out the hard way. It's not going to be easy for us to matriculate against this run defense. And so I think ultimately you take two things away from this. Is it going to be this type of conditions that cause Purdy to suck? In no. I mean, it is raining, and it is it raining. Is. You just said it that, is, but it's going to be perfectly lovely it inside nice. the region. I promise. Uh, and number two, like if Kyle Shanahan is so stubborn, he's going to test your run game and make you prove that you can stop them first and foremost. Like, wonderful. You're going to do what what Todd Munkin should have done. Yeah. <laughs> like, congratulations. <clears throat> this is great news to hear. So, you know, so I, I think ultimately, even though this is a better defense than the Lions by a lot, because particularly because of their pass defense. 
the way they're set up, I do think is uh, a little problematic. I mean, can because because I guess here's where here's where I come down on the Chiefs defense versus the Niners offense. Can Legarius Sneed just wipe Brandon Ayuk off the planet? Possible, probably, right? probably, uh, possibly, possibly be, to probably. Ayuk might have been the number number three wide receiver this year after uh, Tyreek and Ceedee Lamb. He was unreal at creating separation. He was incredible at the point of uh, catch. So he might get the better of Sneed. Sneed, I'm expecting to shadow him, uh, and he may just take him out of the out, out of the game. That's possible. It's tough, much tougher to take Samuel out of the game because you can involve him in the running game because you can involve him in the screen game. Um, but I think it's fair to assume that the yak opportunities for Samuel will be limited because the tackling is so good, good from the secondary. Um, that now trickles down to, okay, well, what about Christian McCaffrey? And there, I don't think they have any answer. Every time he's matched up against the line. Who does? I mean, yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, that's know, just, I, sorry. Yeah, Kittle, same sort of situation. Juwan Jennings, same sort of situation, right? Like there's just too many things you have to account for on a given passing down uh, to expect that you're going to have much success defending this uh, Niners uh, attack, uh, and I think that's ultimately uh, why the Niners' success is, is relatively high likelihood here, assuming Shannon doesn't, you know, pee himself on the sideline. Um, and so then we get to the other side of the ball, and I want to kind of pick on the unit that I think is the weakest here, and it's the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs' offense can move the ball surely on the ground. Like, they've proven that. Pacheco is an angry runner. They're getting good push for him. They're getting good, you know, creating good opportunities, running lane for him. Uh, and in general, teams are so concerned about Mahomes beating them over the top that there's room to run when you are uh, the Chiefs' offense. And it's a very different kind of feeling than we're used to with Mahomes' offense, uh, surely. One, one more thing before we – because yeah. I, I do want to turn to that side of the ball. I, I had oh, a sure. couple quick things left on the on the offense versus Chiefs' okay. defense. Another issue we've seen, and again, some of it was in games where he was missing star players or was, you know – had his brains rattled, but some of the biggest issues we've seen from Purdy have been holding on like, Oh, that interception wasn't on him because it was tipped. Well, he also held the ball for a very long time sure. and probably caused it to be tipped. We've seen that on some of the strip sacks and the, you know, the tip balls, the interception to mm -hmm. the sack, you know, late down sacks like that early down sacks are even worse. Like, what do you make of that as far as, you know, the yeah. blitz, handling the blitz, and then, you know, some of the – even some of the, the three-man rush stuff where they're dropping guys back and making them because yeah. even even if you're – if you have a light rush like that and you have a strong – you know, you have eight guys back and he holds on to the ball for a little too long, sometimes those guys end up getting there. Yeah. And that is really where Purdy has been an issue. And I think I think that's the – the biggest worry for me from a Niners moving the ball standpoint is like Purdy making some mistakes because obviously the weather sucked the first week against Green Bay and we're not going to have that. And I don't know what, you know, what it was about the game plan that made him look so bad from Shanny against the Lions. Obviously a lot of it was just running and putting him in bad situations down right. in distance, but That's, like uh, this is a big spot and yeah, no, no, yes. but the, it, I think ultimately you nailed it, though, which is he was in bad situations down in distance because the running attack didn't work. Expecting the running attack will be moderately successful. He should have advantages down in distance. In fact, I would be surprised if, like, I, I would be surprised if there's many obvious must-passing downs, right? Like, that's really where you see the, you know, the coverage confusion and the blitz disguises and simulated pressures and blitz, mm -hmm. actual blitzes, like, 
Like that's where those could be most effective. Uh, I don't think there's really, you know, and, and Purdy was amazing against the Blitz over the balance of the season. He was the best quarterback in the NFL against the Blitz. So it's, I, I ultimately think he can handle the Blitz fine. And I think uh, if you're asking the Niners to consistently protect deep into long developing plays, I would give Purdy credit for the second half of that Lions game where, you know, if, if option one wasn't available, he didn't stand around and wait in the pocket for option two to come open or option yeah. three. He scrambled. Uh, and so, you know, there's some growth there that you're seeing, you know, I, I'm not as nervous about, um, you know, blow up plays, even though Chris Jones has a very advantageous matchup shortly. Um, so it's just that, a, that's, on, it's on yeah. passing downs and there may not be many much must passing downs. No, but I think there still will be plenty of I want to pass downs because sure. Shanahan has a game plan. He does stick with it. It's not like they're a team that's sure. only going to run the ball. And uh, kind of a good point is we were getting, you know, the kind of last thing on this was some of the spag stuff and what he's able to do. And Ben, it was Ben Brown, I think. Yeah, it was. You know, Ben. Yes. He, he made a good point about basically I, he phrased it so much better than I'm going to. I'm going to butcher this but it was a lot of because it's such a yak dependent team and a lot of their you know route trees a lot of their route clusters are short to intermediate yeah and we have such good coverage you're not just players but coverage units who can hand guys off and still keep them in coverage he's like you know it's different if a guy's going on a go route and you got to bring a safety over but yeah. he's like, why, why wouldn't why wouldn't we see a bunch of corner blitzes and yeah. exotic blitzes, stuff like that that Purdy hasn't had to deal with as much from Spags because you can you can blitz a corner if there's another guy that's you know you have strong coverage unit behind you. So I think if we see you know if we see the kitchen sink thrown at Purdy and he can't deal with it early, that's where I would be worried. Where it's like, oh Shanny, like you just took a sack, but you're so dedicated to the run because it's working. Like, thanks for that six yard run on third and 12. Like this, this is, you know, this is not how, this is not how I pictured this going. And it's just a fucking repeat of the other two playoff games at this point. Although yeah. fi final note on that was, I was so impressed with the adjustments. Sure. And I think, I, I do think the adjustment may have just been uh, like when the light clicks in the, uh, in the movie, the great white hype, and he's like, oh, like I should beat the shit out of this Irish guy. Like I'm just a much better boxer. I don't know what the deal was, but it just kind of turned, especially against the Lions. Like, oh, our offense is a million times better than our defense. Why don't we just score on every drive? Yeah, that would right. be much better than what we've been doing. Um, only other note I have for the Niners' offense is the comebacks have been nice, but I would hate to see a comeback that leaned on the kicker at the end. Yeah, sure. Iffy at best, especially on the other side. If you want to go, you know, those charts where they do all the things and they have edge, Chiefs, edge, Niners, like kicker. There, I, there's a massive gap between kickers here. That's very true. Um, yeah, all right. You, you were you were starting in on the Chiefs offense. Yeah. So I guess, uh, yeah, ultimately, I, I just want to summarize the Niners offense versus the Chiefs defense is I think that the answers to the test are more readily available which is why mm -hmm. expecting some early success, expecting the Niners to be able to get into a positive game state, I think is realistic, uh, which makes, you know, laying the points with them against Mahomes more, you know, tolerable. Um, the Chiefs and you did, offense, somebody yeah. pointed out, Patrick pointed out, Purdy did deploy his legs a little more late in that game. Sure. We saw uh, Josh Allen just, I mean, 
up and down the field wrecked late them, yeah. kind of the middle and late part of that game when he started to take off he wrecked them if purdy purdy's never josh allen right but if he does you know a little josh allen impression four or five times in the second half it's gonna be massive yeah yeah i agree um so uh the chiefs offense i think has a tougher task which is they're gonna have to try to get it done with um just a motley crew a motley cast of characters uh if i think about how the Niners defense will approach this game. Um, I'm expecting them to be a little bit um, more uh, willing to blow the box, to stop the run, to force Mahomes to beat you with options two, three, and four, right? And if uh, if you have you know good coverage with Ward on Rasheed Rice, and now you're, okay, now go beat us with MVS and Mercole Hardman and Justin Watson, like this turns into a really fun game backing the Niners, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at uh, the Chiefs as a team that, um, you know, they got by to the AFC championship game round by playing two defenses that were very, very injured, particularly at the linebacking level for the Buffalo Bills, particularly at the pass rushing level for the chiefs they are also playing at a very positive game state for most of the ravens game you would you dispute any of those facts no i can't okay uh, I will not, that, your honor for those reasons we don't really know how bad the chief's offensive line is particularly with respect to quick pressure and particularly without joe thuny like we don't we don't have that answer yet and i think the answer might be they stink uh, particularly the tackles uh, up against uh, Nick Bosa here, right? Uh, so if I'm in Steve Wilkes' chair, I'm thinking, forget about the blitzing, forget about the exotic pressures. Uh, we're just going to stack the box. We're going to tackle well. We're not going to let Pacheco get six yards of carry. We're going to give him two and a half. And it, we're going to make long third downs. We're going to force Pat Mahomes to try to make plays down the field to his alternate weapons, and we're going to make sure that those plays take a long time to develop and hope that our pressure can get to Mahomes before his guys can come uncovered. Because that recipe worked well to stop the Chiefs in the second half for the Ravens. And people, I've kind of completely lost the plot on exactly how bad that Chiefs offense was in the second half. They were yeah. useless. Like, there's a common whiff going around of people hand-waving that, like, they, they just put up, they put they away. They didn't have to. They, they didn't, didn't have, have to. to. Yeah. yeah, some one of my good yeah, friends didn't. made a great <clears throat> comment. He's like, yeah, they just kind of, they put away, they put away the pool cue. Like, they were like, yeah, this is over. Like, we don't need to do anything fun, right? But at the same time, like, they were, like, just phenomenally outplayed in the second half. Uh, against that Ravens defense. And I think there's definitely scope for the Niners defense to be that effective. Um, the Niners defense is a pass funnel to running backs. Uh, so if you're yeah. tackling effectively well <clears throat> against Pacheco, I think you're uh, you're stopping some explosive plays there. Uh, and uh, ultimately, I'm, I'm counting on Nick Bosa being a, a, a good mismatch against the likes of uh, Donovan Smith and uh, Juwan Taylor, who I don't have a very high grades on. So, um, so yeah. I, I do want I, I'm going to push back on all of this, and right. I'm going to – I'm going to start by saying, yeah, Joe Thune is almost certainly out. Yes. I mean, it's, 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 it's a certainty. Like, he's not going to play in this game. And that does affect what I'm about to say. But teams did not use heavy boxes at all. I mean, teams, they, they saw heavy boxes at the 26th highest rate 
this year. The Chiefs did. Teams were so, and I don't, I don't trust Will. So, some, so I, my, I, I don't, I don't think he's he's going to do this. And and sidebar, I mean, when they did see heavy boxes, they had the fifth most yards per carry, the tenth best EPA per rush, and were still a very good running team. Sure. And on the on the other side of that, Wilkes and the Niners, they used heavy boxes and the 26th most uh, amount of frequency, and they weren't very good defensively when they did stick other guys in the box. They were, you know, not getting tackles for loss. Or actually, tackles for loss was good. I misspoke. Everything else was shit. When they went uh, when they went heavy boxes, they gave up explosive plays at the sixth worst rate in the league. So I wonder. If, it, if it's stylistically just not what he likes to do, it's not something they had to do because they were leading in so many games. You know, sure. that that's the kind of the context you have to put to this. Like, think about think about how this season went. Well, why would you go heavy boxes when teams are passing and passing and passing because you're constantly ahead on the scoreboard? So I do, I do wonder what's going to happen there with, uh, you know, their attempts to stop the run because I, I don't see it happening. I don't think they're going to be good enough against the run. They haven't shown it no matter what they've thrown at them. They really have to find ways to rattle paths. And, yeah, like the guys, the, the the Kelseys and the Pachecos against the soft zone over the middle, like those guys should eat. So it might be a, a, maybe another one where I'm – this is the reason why I like the under because mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs are going to move the ball. You think but they I, can eat the clock? don't think it's going to be on explosive plays. I do think it's going to be a lot of third and four easy conversion, third and three easy conversion, you know, just like a lot of third getting to third downs, but converting them, moving, you know, fourth down, uh, we're going for this. It's just the yard, like longer drive for the chiefs. And then I guess we'll see red zone variances up in the air. I do wonder about, I think I'm going to take the under anyway, but I am, this is kind of fucked up to say having it under. I'm almost hoping we get 10 points in the first two drives mm-hmm. to take some more under because sure. we've seen that from, you know, especially on the Chiefs side. We've seen like, oh shit, Scott, like I want it to be seven to three Chiefs at the end of yeah. the first two drives. I mean, you kind of want to be on the under in the second half blindly, right? Well, and then, well, I'm saying I want to take more under at that point. I, I want to, I want to take want like under a, 50 and a half. 50 yeah, I want 50, 51 and a half, and I want more under and watch it land at 38, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, honestly, I sit here right now and I, we, we could pre record the halftime show. Um, <laughs> Just, under, hey, guys. Uh, Sound good? Shit, good. All right. Let's go. We were hoping, we were hoping for a 24, but it's 23 so and a half. Yeah. We're still going to take it, you guys. Yeah. It is yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah, either of these teams shortening the second half of the game seems likely. The, uh, the idea of a second half shootout is very tough for me to wrap my brain around. So we'll see. Yeah, the, the um, only the only way it would be would be you know the second half Niners we've seen. But yeah, again, right. this is such a better defense that yeah, if the Niners if the Niners do put that. out just a, a terrible game plan, which is you know within the realm of possibilities, I don't love their comeback chances as much here. We Although we like we mentioned the previous matchup between these two teams in the Super Bowl, we had a great defense and a great offense, and in the end, the offense is the one that came through. Yeah, that's I, I hope I hope it's a good ending. Like I guess I just I want it to be like you know thirteen ten late, so my under's fine and have a good ending. Yeah, I, that sounds reasonable to me. Uh, okay, 
I don't have a ton of skin in this game. I have talked about this already this week, but if you haven't heard me talk about it, I will. I have conditioned myself to this point in my betting career to ramp down as we get to the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. I want to enjoy the game. I don't want it to be a deciding uh, outcome. Drew, Drew Shanahan getting conservative at the end exactly, of the year. Exactly. Exactly. I already won my Super Bowl, Andy. Um, the uh, uh, the general, um, uh, you know, kind of stakes here for me are pretty low because I just do like I'm ready, ready. I'm, I'm ready to turn the page and we're on to NBA and draft season, buddy. <laughs> like I'm, I'm pretty over it. <laughs> so um, I'm working on, I'm working on trying to get down to the combine. Yeah. So uh, do you have any uh, kind of other closing thoughts or other props that really stood out to you? Or have you heard any other analysis that you really want to shine a light on that you think is uh, especially valuable here? No, I mean, my only other notes were just um, people are going to make the case that Joe Thune is a big deal, but Nick Algaretti has been fine and okay. filling in. Uh, the bigger deal for the Chiefs is the missing pass rusher, Eminem. Sure. Um, like, yeah. That probably matters more than Thune because sure. you need it, – it's a Chiefs team that's, you know, it's been – they were number two in sacks, number two in defensive pressure rate this year. This is – they need to keep that up. Like they have to rattle pretty. Both teams have to have the pass rush get home in order to slow down these, you know, on one side a really good offense with a I'm not gonna say game manager, but you you know how it is. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald didn't act alone. God, those memes were just killing me this week. And then on the other side, you obviously can't give Mahomes a ton of time, although these are both guys who I don't know, you give them enough rope and they're gonna throw a terrible interception sometimes. I dig it. What was your uh, what was your uh, prop for the uh, the pizza stream? Uh, pizza stream prop was under or excuse me, Isaiah Pacheco to be the leading receiver by receptions, not receptions. yards. Receptions. Oh, so like reception eight, eight not, for fifty is sick. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he had he had a four. I think it was a four catch zero yard game. Maybe that was one of the other running backs, but no, it was a, a Pacheco thing. He has had a game already this season where he was the leading reception getter against the Bengals. He's, I think it was nine games where he had at least four targets, seven games where he had at least four catches. I mean, he is, it's, it's something that's in the cards with some teams that are, you know, cast of characters. If we do shut down Ayuk and he only gets two, three catches, like basically you just need, you know, Kelsey drops four balls or something. He does. I think he does need six, seven catches. So I might play some Pacheco catches over Pacheco alt catches over because nothing is going to hurt cool. worse than him having like eight catches on nine targets and Kelsey has fourteen on fifteen. Oh, targets. don't say that. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I mean, let's say your Niners win. Yeah. Well, you're still expecting Kelsey to have what eight catches, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not gonna there's people like Rufus if, who are out there either. like ready to fire away on some unders in the clothes for Kelsey. And I'm just like, okay man, have fun. <laughs> Good luck. I could I could I see yardage unders. I could sure. because they're again you've seen some decent tackling. Oh, man, Chase Young, let's see if somebody bets I see somebody was making a case for Chase Young MVP. Like did you not see his effort? In the other game, like uh, sucks. You never know. that got written about, you know, it's, <laughs> it was, but sometimes when it gets written about, then the player hears it and it changes their, you know, their that's motivations. true. That's true. Uh, all right. So, two uh, intangibles questions for you. And then uh, 
I don't have much else uh, unless you have some exotic, weird, weird, fun. Yeah, I have a couple other points shit. after that, but yeah, throw um, them at me. Uh, so, is there anything to the potential that the uh, Niners having escaped death against the uh, Lions are they potentially just going to play a little bit, uh, a little bit more carefree? Sure? Yeah, a little, uh, a little uh, like WTA face match point type of uh, type of looseness out of the Niners potentially. God, there is that. Like the um, what movie is that? Fight Club. Sure. You know where they take that guy out yeah. of the store and put him in the back alley and point a yeah. gun at him and tell him they're going to murder him. Yeah. He's like, he's, and he said, he's "What? What do you want to be? What did you want to be?" And yeah. they said, "Like, and I mean, it's just one. No, no, I won't do spoilers in case there's like three people in the world have not seen Fight Club." But he's, what does Brad Pitt say there? He's like, "That guy's going to wake up and have the best day of his life." Tomorrow. Best breakfast like, he's ever eaten in his best life. Best breakfast yeah. he's ever eaten. Like, there is <laughs> yeah. something about like facing the barrel of that gun, watching your season. I mean. I've played sports, man. There's when you're down big, like yeah. you don't, you're not all just like duckies and bunnies. Hey, yeah. we're going to come back. Like it is definitely in your mind. Like, fuck, this is over. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's the meme like, Oh man, it's, it's over. Oh man, we are so back. So, I mean, maybe, maybe there is a little footloose and fancy free play because okay. of the, you know, the, the several near death uh, experiences by them already. Okay, so uh, that, I, that's, that's a good commentary. Uh, the other intangible or weird question I had for you is um, I've been getting close to pulling the trigger on some bigger bets for uh, Pat Mahomes MVP, no. Uh, and the thinking is that his equity is too high this year for a couple of specific reasons. Uh, one is um, there is a Kelsey effect. It's not trivial. Mm-hmm. Like, do not mistake this. Like, he is the focus and talk of Las Vegas right now. Uh, he was the focus and talk of media night. Um, there are definitely writers who are under the pressure to make the vote who would love to write a column that uh, cites Travis Kelsey's performance and mentions Taylor Swift and gets an extra 5 million impressions. Uh, and I think that there is definitely a lot of scope where as long as he just, just gets on the scoreboard to the tune of 7 to 10 catches, 80 to 100 yards and a touchdown two, two touchdowns clinches it i think do you and, yeah. do you think the dui affects like subconsciously like i don't want to vote for Mahomes. his whole family don't really want to write about him right now yeah don't yeah. like like do you what, you want your monday super bowl story with the chiefs win i think you want it to be about kelsey yeah right it's a weird thing i do love one of my favorite bets i will make this week will be during the game on the mvp so this is another, there's oh, I'm always, so glad you went there. There's yeah, so yeah. many different yeah. prices out there. Yeah. Watch that. Like, I'm not saying like put together a portfolio and you're going to, you know, come out with some, you know, ARB yeah. and be way ahead, but it's usually painfully apparent by like early in the third quarter. Like if yeah. this team wins, this guy's getting it. Yeah. And, and you if, can look uh, at those yeah. prices and they usually don't line up, you know, because they, it's not a two-way market like the money line, so it can't line up in general. But usually, there's there's some money to be made on that if you yeah. if you are if you have the balls to make some bets on that. I feel like a Mahomes MVP is very script dependent, where it's literally just uh, they're down multiple scores and he brings them back, like last. Yeah, he, last he, he has to right? put the team on his back. Which means uh, if you have no at minus one eighty and it's twenty eight three Niners, <laughs> and you're like. You know, I don't mind uh, a little live Mahomes MVP at thirty to one, right? Like you could, I definitely think there's there's a, a chance that uh, you can 
take some risk off there because again, like if it's the other shoes on the other foot and it's the Chiefs are winning easy, like then it gets real. It could be focused, or, right? or yeah, or you get a. I mean, hey, they weren't. He wasn't the guy who got them the lead, but Pacheco ended up with like 150 yards sure. and another yeah. 60 receiving sure. because they yeah. were in a game state yeah. where, um, you know, they led most of the game. Which is funny. I looked that up today for the Pacheco prop. Yeah. When they're up by eight or more, they don't turn to the run all that much, especially no. relative to other teams in the league. They were like 26th in the league. They still keep throwing. So I mean, again, I think I think that thesis is more of Pacheco houses. Uh, you know, a screen pass late, and it's like shit. He has two touchdowns. One of them was a one yarder, but two touchdowns and 150 total yards is something we have to look at because yeah. there, there's a bit of fatigue too to some of these. Yeah, guys. Mahomes has two. Mahomes has two. <laughs> this with Damien, I was scared of Damien. Damien Mahomes. Yeah, I was sitting it. on a. I was sitting on a Mahomes uh, ticket that year. Yeah, and Damien Williams probably deserved it. I yeah, was but happy. Hey, that there was an X factor, a narrative factor of people wanting to write about Mahomes and the comeback, and that was why he got it. And I think uh, there's the X factor this year of the fan vote being twenty percent, which apparently has been around for a while. I thought I did not know that, but um, you know the Swifties have been, in, you know, they've infiltrated the voting process so that it's not a it's not a fair vote. I think even a yeah, the, the Swiftie. Win, I feel like this fan vote is probably going to go to Kelsey. So. Uh, Swifty yeah, write-in votes are yet to be counted. Um, yeah. The Maricopa the Maricopa County officials are <laughs> closing the doors as we count the Swifty write-in votes. Yeah, so uh, you know, I def I definitely think there's a lot of Mahomes, a lot more likelihood of Mahomes not getting it if the Chiefs win than in a normal year. And uh, so I'm going to be on some Mahomes no before we get there probably, but I haven't bet it yet. I wonder if he can get a good number on that in game too. Could be. And yeah. and. I don't know that a lot of people will be offering a two-way market, but again, I think you're you're betting on other people as yeah. you know as a surrogate for the no in that spot. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So all of the Niners win space, and all of the I want to write about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift in the media space is kind of at your tailwind there, I think. And I think I think that's I've, I've convinced myself that's a fun plus EV two. It's just because it's a two-way bet. Like fuck, who cares who wins this game? <laughs> like yeah. Holmes didn't get the MVP. Unless it's a massive comeback, in which case I can I can project myself. Anyway, uh, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't have anything. My else only to my only last thoughts are: Are we still underrating this Chiefs team because the negative plays stick out like sore thumbs, and the offense didn't look good against him? I mean, that was one of the best defenses in the league, and they they trucked them during the scripted portion. They got the lead. Yeah. You know, let's let's just let that sleeping dog lie and say yeah. you know, they did they did rein it in a little bit because they had the big you know they had the lead they were sitting yeah. there their defense was playing good enough they were getting lucky with the turnovers because if you go back and look at the season where they lost games, you know uh, obviously there were some good teams. The Raiders but, game on on Christmas is tough to defend it anyway. No, that's what I'm, I'm saying. So all of these games were just like, oh, they just had horrific turnovers. You know, or they, or, or they or, needed they needed two, three, or four to make a play, and they didn't. Yeah, it was it was that happened a lot. It was so the the Buffalo game, they had that one obviously with the, the Tony thing. Yeah, that was a, a, another game where it's like Tony, oh, Tony's drops against the Lions. Tony, um, Tony not not just Tony's MPS's. drops. One of those one of those drops 
was a tip to a defensive player yeah, that right. went for a touchdown. That's right. Uh, the, the loss at Denver, Mahomes was sick. sick that yeah. was a five turnover day against a defense that was kind of peaking a little. Yep. Uh, the Philly game was uh, Kelsey had fumble. Um, yep. Key that was there. that was the drop by MVS, which was another touchdown. That, oh my god! That you know he was let down by the, the Green Bay loss was just a that was a loss. Well, that was a poor that was a no call. Yeah, it was a clear and obvious Valentine <sighs> pass interference that was. Not yeah, I'll give, I'll give him that too. And then yeah, the, again the the Vegas one was the most probably embarrassing loss. Indes- yeah, but, that one's indefensible. To to throw you know to throw those two interceptions, and let's say they both end up as field goals rather than being returns. You probably win that game, but I mean, their offense no show. That was that was a Raiders defense. I'd like to give some credit to because they were really on the on the come up. Well, for the for the what, most part, you know people people haven't. Do you know what defense doesn't get credit? The Miami Dolphins defense in the wild card round that shut them down in the red zone like three times. Like the no, Chiefs were absolutely useless in the red zone in that game. Well, and I, I think it was because it was it was a pretty good defense that just didn't have a pass rush. And once things got a little you know, constricted and those coverage, you know, the coverage players could use the sidelines and the end zone as extra, def- extra defenders. Like it did turn out a little better. So I will say, I- I'm just kind of making the case that the chiefs beat themselves an awful lot this year. Yeah. And they if they play a clean game, this is, you know, this is a coin flip again. It's this should be a good right. game. I hope this is a good game. Yeah. Um, I hope have any, the, yeah. If anyone has any prop questions, I hope it's here, a Niners dump trucking. Oh, I want a good game. I want Pat Mahomes' bad playoff game finally. And everybody to have to like figure out who to blame. Yeah, the Miami game, as Vodzilla's pointing out, the Miami, Miami game was weird too because it was cold. It was balls. like negative 20, right? Okay. It's, Crazy how nice it is. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a prop player. My props are weak anyway. Uh, but I did find the steamiest prop on the board, which was the pretty attempts under 31 and a half. That thing's getting out of control. Steam down. Yeah, um, a so bunch of people are on that. The yeah. the I guess trendiest one. I think the trendiest one is use check everything. Oh, Everybody right. is on that. That is, I'm not saying it's like square for and against. <laughs> it's. I mean, I, yeah, I've seen Everyone people all over a piece that. of use check. Everybody wants that use check over a half catch at like minus one fifty. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a weird. Uh, this this wasn't a loss, so I didn't mention it. But Durso with a good point. The the Chiefs' offense has done this a few times where. That was a comeback win, but it took six straight field goals. Sure, that's guy where I'm at. I think it's a flawed unit, and I think, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's uh, that's that's how crack, many points do you think the Chiefs need to win? Twenty nine. Oof, I don't love that for an over. Or <laughs> for an under, no. Um, no, I, I honestly, I think they get to twenty four. They can win this game, okay. and uh, they're the kind of team who could have that. You know, most of that in the first half. They yep. need to have a strong first half. I think if if you do want to bet the Chiefs, it's not Chiefs in comeback mode kind of thing. I think I would probably look at Chiefs first half. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you make any props on any of the stupid weird stuff? 
I'm looking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put together a card. Okay. I, I don't want to spoil them. anything because I, I. I don't even know if there's bets to be had or made on the, the inside info, and so dude, I just no, don't bet, bet online. like ten bucks and some of that stuff. I'm. I'm gonna go searching. There's all some of the skins things. apparently that have it, but I've not. Yeah, I've I no need to get some. I need to get some accounts opened. Um. The. Uh, I will. We will tell some funny stories about the halftime show once we get on a uh, some idea of exactly what's going on there because uh, yeah. That one's been the weird one. First, first song of halftime show. If you, if you have, if you, if you haven't been following along, is kind of the the wild card. Yeah, I think I'm on the Reba under. I haven't finalized that yet. What you're going against the steam? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Did think you see that you can get 500 down per click at. Uh, Beck- I don't. Beck- I don't think the steam's real right now. Oh, if they did the they did the um, uh, rehearsal. No, I know, but I over there. I, I don't think it was. I don't think it's the right info right now. I'm not. I'm not saying I have anything. Okay. Don't don't go betting the anthem on me. But I still. I still think like the steam went too far. Because so I did see it move, and my number was a little lower than that. So I don't know. Well, wait. If I if I have any if I have anything on the anthem, we'll uh, Discord Discord we'll players will get it first. Uh, if you're in the Discord, doing a doing a prop show in there tomorrow night. The the Discord guys put it together. Tay and Brad and Drew's gone again. But yeah, we'll have some stuff. The Aliens tie parlay is very tough to price. So in that scenario, is it tie in regulation? Or the game is called because of the alien attack and they call it a tie like Bud Selig did? Um, how yeah, if, you, uh, if anyone needs to know what time a given award is because they have a specially large position for or against anyone, uh, I can hook you up with that. Uh, and if you are not interested in seeing DeMar Hamlin win comeback player of the year, do not tune in at 740 Pacific. Yeah. We will uh, – yeah, and if you are in the Discord, I put a link in there. I'll drop it again in like the – I don't know, the awards chat. But I put together a Google form with the exact same like voting methods – that the actual voters do because I wanted to get a I wanted to get a temp on where the the Discord was. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it off at like 8 a.m. Central tomorrow and tally up okay. the votes. I'll put it in the newsletter. But it's been some it's been some interesting votes. There's been like 75 people that voted already, so we have a bigger sample size than the actual voters I at like this it. point. And I think uh, they're not all trustworthy though. Some of those guys are voting their book. Well, that's what I, I know. I'm like, I don't want to tell these people not to vote their you know vote their book and vote however you want to vote in this. Just vote. Because well, and that's the thing. You can throw out some of maybe maybe I throw out some outliers. Okay. Now we're gonna take them all. Points a take point. Them all. Take them all. Ten ten points for first place. Okay. I do got I gotta do gotta talk to you about your ballot though. Okay. Sounds good. Off the uh, air though, so uh, I don't have a whole lot uh, more. Yeah, I don't either. Let's wrap it up. I think this is going to be a good Super Bowl. We'll tune in at uh, halftime if you're looking for some halftime action. But as we spoiled it in this podcast, I think you already know where we're going. <laughs> so uh, tune in to, that, for that confirmation. Can tune that in can for confirmation. change for sure. Yeah. If one of these teams is just uh, doing dumb shit on defense and we're expecting more points, we'll change our opinion, I guess. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. So, all right, you guys. Catch you at halftime of the big game. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy yourselves. It's later than you think. Um, yeah, we'll catch you then, guys. See ya. Now you can do music because I can't find it. I'm just doing this. The deep dive powered by Metsmart.